Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother McCall. And you can go ahead and be seated. Uh, most of y'all have heard me before, and so you kind of know what to expect, but there's a few that's, that's here that's never heard me before. And a few things I want to get out of the way first. Uh, if you've got a roast in the oven, or you're worried about getting to the restaurant before it gets crowded this morning, you ain't got to worry. Because uh, it'll still be cooking when you get home, and there won't be anybody at the restaurant when I get done. But you know, another thing I want to kind of bring out is, I'm just country and I'm just me. And uh, God kind of speaks to me in what may seem odd to some people, but I get inspiration and God speaks to me out of things that most other people may not get anything out of. Through my daily activities, I like to do a little woodworking and messing with wood and I like to look at a piece of wood that's twisted and splintered and rough and I see what beauty can be there. And that's the way God looks at us in our lives. We may think of ourselves as worthless and a lost cause, but God looks beyond what's on the outside and He sees what's on the inside. And He spoke to me before and, and I like to bow hunt and Sometimes when we're bow hunters, we make a bad shot, and sometimes we make a good shot. But you know, when God kind of spoke to me and said, when you release that arrow, it's like words that you speak. A poorly released arrow can wound the target that, you're, that you intend and cause much hurt, and there's nothing gained from it. But a well-spoken word goes right to the heart and accomplishes exactly what it was intended to do. So it's from that kind of background that God kind of spoke to me this morning, and, or more like a week and a half ago, when Brother McCall asked me if I'd preach a Sunday morning or how I felt about it. And Sunday morning's a special time. That's when he teaches. But I do feel like God has given me something to maybe inspire or encourage or maybe just cause you to look at your life a little closer this morning. And it's to that, I'm going to kind of get into my message. And this month's theme is, I am fruitful. So I want to ask everybody in this house a question this morning. And you'll see where I'm going when I get into it. As Christians, we're supposed to be fruitful. We're supposed to bear fruit. And we're supposed to bear many kinds of fruit in our life. Not just one kind. So I'm going to ask you this morning, what's growing in your garden? You know, and Jesus, He made it clear in Matthew 7 and 16. He said, "Ye shall know them by their fruits. That's the way the world is going to know that we're Christians is by the fruit that they see us bearing in our lives. He said, Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? So I'm going to ask you again this morning, what have you got growing in your garden? And if you'll give me just a minute in my plain country way, I'm going to talk to us all just a little bit this morning. Amen. You know, I, I like to mess with the garden, and Brother Larry would tell you he hadn't seen any evidence of a garden this year. And he's been waiting on a tomato, and it hadn't happened. But anyway, most years I grow a garden. And you know, the things that I cultivate in my garden are things I like. Yeah. 
You know, I like tomatoes, so I grow lots of tomatoes. I like peppers, so I grow lots of peppers. Cucumbers and squash. That's mainly what I, I grow in my garden. It's not only the fact that I like them. Those are things that's easy for me to do. Something that doesn't require a lot of my time, doesn't require a lot of my effort, and I don't have to babysit it a whole lot. As long as I water it every once in a while and pull a few weeds from time to time, most everything goes all right, and uh, I get to enjoy a little bit of harvest. And Brother Larry's looking at me cross-eyed because he still hadn't seen a tomato this year. But anyway, that's another story that I'll share for another time. But the reason why I don't grow other things, I like broccoli, I like cauliflower. But it would take up a lot of space in what I consider to be my precious garden spot. It would take a lot of work. I'd have to baby it, I'd have to watch it, I'd have to make sure I keep the bugs off of it, because it doesn't take care of itself like a pepper plant will. But I like it, but I just don't want to put the effort out to grow that in, in my garden. There are other things I like that just take up too much space in my garden. There are some things I don't grow in my garden because I simply just don't like it. If you follow me, you'll see where I'm going. If I don't like it, I'm not going to cultivate it in my garden. I don't necessarily care for carrots, so they don't grow in my garden. I definitely don't like celery, so you're not going to find it in my garden. But if I wanted to grow a great garden with everything in it, I would take the time to learn how to cultivate and take care of everything. But I'm a lazy gardener, so I don't do it. And sadly, a lot of times that's how we approach our spiritual life and the fruits that we cultivate in our life. You know, Galatians 5, through 23, it said, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's something very important that we need to cultivate in our spiritual garden. Jesus himself said, How would you know that they are my disciples? Because they have love one toward another. That's something that's very important that we cultivate in our life and we keep growing. And we, and we plant lots of love in our, in our spiritual garden. Some of the other fruits of the Spirit are joy, peace. We can handle that. We really like to have joy. And every one of us like to have peace in our garden. Long-suffering. That's one a lot of us really don't like to, to, to have. We can let things get on our nerves or let people get on our nerves, and so we're not necessarily going to cultivate that in our spiritual garden. Gentleness. That one's okay. We can handle a little bit of that. Goodness. Most all of us have got a fair amount of goodness growing in our spiritual garden. And faith. Those are some of the easy things there. Meekness and temperance. Against such there is no law. Those scriptures just, just outline a very small short list of the fruits that a Christian should have growing in their garden. This year, we've, every month has had a, had a theme. You know, when I got to looking back at all those themes, Brother McCall, every one of them is a fruit that we should have growing in our garden. Amen. You know, we had one month that was, I'm prayerful. That's one that we should grow a bunch in our spiritual garden is prayer. Yeah. Yeah. But, <clears throat> sadly enough, 
It's like a lot of the other things I mentioned in my natural garden. It takes a lot of time. It takes up a lot of room. And we'd rather have other things than have the prayer growing in our spiritual garden. But what we fail to realize is what you plant in your spiritual garden, some things help other things grow. Just like in my natural garden, I know that if I plant a dill weed in my garden, that it keeps certain things away. If I plant a marigold in my garden, it's going to keep bugs away. Well, prayer is very important to grow in our spiritual garden because it keeps the other things away that we don't need growing in our spiritual garden. You know, it will overshadow the other things and keep the weeds of sin from coming up in our, in our, in our garden. Also, Bible reading is something that it takes up a lot of time. A lot of times we don't we, we make excuses. Well, it takes up a lot of time, and uh, I'll uh, do my scripture of the day that comes up on my phone from my Bible app, and we call that good enough. But you know, the psalmist David he made a point when he said, "Thy word have I hidden my heart that I may not sin against Thee." Yeah. So, Lord, help me to grow lots of prayer in my garden, and help me grow a lot of Your Word in my garden. Those are two of the beneficial things you can plant in your garden that will help the other things you like grow. It will help that joy grow and be abundant. And you'll, you'll harvest a lot of joy in your life if you will keep the prayer and you'll keep the study of God's Word active in your life. Another thing that... Uh, Sometimes we have problems with growing in our spiritual garden is being free-hearted and giving. But that's another beneficial that helps the other things that was mentioned in Galatians grow. Because the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. If you give freely out of the abundance of your heart, you'll find that you have more joy. You have more peace. And those other things will just grow and grow and you'll be able to reap the benefits if we plant a little more giving. And faith, we all have somewhat have faith, and almost all of us have it growing in our garden. But sometimes we let the faith be overshadowed when things come our way that we just don't understand. But we've got to know that if we cultivate that, that faith and we plant it next to prayer, and we plant it with the, next to the Word of God and the study in the Word of God, our faith will grow. And God will give us understanding of the things that come our way and the things we just don't understand. And there's a number of other things that we need to plant in our spiritual garden. But prayer and studying of the Word of God are two of the things that should take up most of the space in our hearts. Because if we got that in our heart, the other things will kind of just follow. And we'll be able to enjoy our life a whole lot more if we spend the time in communion with God and reading His Word. Another thing that we don't like to have growing in our spiritual garden a lot of times is witnessing. Because we say, well, I, I just don't talk good. Or I don't have time. 
But I want to tell you, I can be having a bad day at work. And if I start talking about the goodness of God to somebody, if I start telling him how he answered prayers that I just said driving down the road, when you start sharing this with people, you'll see their eyes look at you. Some of them look at you like you're crazy. And some of them, it inspires them. And, and, they, and they, their faith grows. So when you witness to others, you actually help their spiritual garden grow. Or you may be able to bring them to the church where they can get their own experience and they can start growing in God. But now I'll get on to some of the other things about being a gardener. I'm a lazy gardener. Uh, I like to do things the easy way. I try to find every way I can to keep the weeds and stuff from growing in my garden without having to do the actual work. But you know, the Bible talks about on, in Galatians above where he lists the, the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. He lists some things that are works of the flesh. And I'm not going to go through that list this morning, but those are things you don't have to plant in your garden. They're going to grow anyway. But that's the important thing about having plenty of prayer in your spiritual life. Because prayer shades out those things and keeps those things from growing in your garden. That's the important thing about having studying of the Word of God in your heart or in your spiritual garden is because that will keep those things that want to grow there from ever coming up and growing. Or if it does start to grow... You'll recognize it for what it is as soon as you see it, and you'll get rid of it. And it doesn't have a chance to root up, uh, to push out the beneficial things in your life. And like I said, if you looked at my, if you come and looked at my garden today, uh, what's left of it? If you went through the weeds and everything, you might find a few tomato plants there. And you might find a little bit of stuff growing there, but what you found wouldn't be ripe, and it wouldn't be healthy. It would be eaten over by the bugs and whatnot. And sadly, that's how we approach our spiritual life sometimes. You know, when I first plant my garden in the spring, I'm all on fire and gung-ho, and Brother McCall can tell you this, and he understands. You're all excited because you have... These ideas of the tomato and mayonnaise sandwich, and it sounds really good. But as the season gets going, and maybe that excitement leaves, you don't tend it like you need to. Sometimes that's how we approach our spiritual life and in, in the things of God. When we first come to God, we're excited. We're praying every day. We're reading the Word of God. We're telling everybody we see what God has done for us. But as the season goes, we don't tend to that garden or our spiritual life like we should. And those things that we don't need growing in our life start to grow. You know, and usually it's not a big problem when it first starts growing. You look at it and you say... You know what, I can take care of that tomorrow. 
It's not that big and I can get it out of there. And It's not going to affect my life. It's not going to affect my bearing fruit. I can still witness to others and, and feel I have a clear conscience about what I'm telling them about God because it's just a little thing and it's not really a problem. And I'll, I'll take care of it tomorrow. You want me to tell you a little secret? Tomorrow never comes because tomorrow always turns into today. So when God points out something in your life, don't wait till tomorrow to take care of it. Take care of it right now. If God pricks your heart about something, take care of it when He does. Because the longer you put it off, the harder it's going to be to take care of it. And the longer you let it grow, the less and less good fruit of God you'll, you'll be able to reap. The less and less you'll be able to share those good fruits with others. So let's, let's be prayerful and let's take care of those bad things that may be growing in our garden as soon as we see them. Let's keep it covered with prayer. Let's keep those weeds and the sin in our life uprooted by reading the Word of God. Let's continue to share the good fruit of our life with others by witnessing to those that are around us when God opens the door. So, Ryan, if you'll come to the music this morning, and if everybody would stand, I'd like to invite us all this morning. I don't know your life, just like you don't know mine. Maybe if you took a look at, at your spiritual gar your garden, maybe it's immaculate. You've got plenty of prayer growing on this side. You've got plenty of the Word of God over here. You've got plenty of giving here. And it may be immaculate. There may not be a weed growing anywhere. But you know what? Maybe, just maybe, if we took a little time to reflect on our spiritual life, maybe it would look a little bit like my garden does today if you go to my house. Maybe there's a little fruit there, but it's hard to find. Maybe what you find there is half eaten by bugs. But it's still growing. It's still trying. It's not completely dead. I'd like to invite us all to the front this morning and find a place and let's reflect on our spiritual life this morning. Because I believe we all could be a little more fruitful if we just put a little more time in our spiritual garden this morning.